Well, hi there. This is the Tulsa World Scene podcast uh, coming to you uh, live and direct on channel. Well, I can't say the channel, but anyway, that's where we are. Um, I'm here with uh, my colleagues, the lovely and talented uh, Jimmy Trammell and the lovelier and talented Grace Wood. And we're here to talk about things that are currently in the um, pop culture sphere, entertainment, arts, music, food, whatever um, comes to our minds, I guess, as we're going to put it simply. And as this is October, and as for the first time in about nine months, there is a nip in the air. Um, Halloween is on most everybody's mind. Um, we could, uh, I suppose, get into a discussion of what is the best Halloween candy. Um, but we may save that for another week because that usually ends up with people getting into fist fights and fist fights over zoom are never entertaining or very satisfying either so <laughs> another thing that people do on halloween is watch scary movies um are you are you a horror movie fan grace um they're not like my go-to, but I do enjoy a good horror movie every once in a while. Do you remember do you remember the first movie you saw that made it difficult for you to sleep? <laughs> um oh what's it called? I um I do I do have one. I saw it when I was way too young. Um oh what it's not Oh my gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Can you come back to me? <laughs> okay. Well, if, if it's going to be that question, political ads make me not be able to sleep. I mean, they're not really horror movies. Well, some of them, some of them, they have they have the dramatic sounds, you know. <laughs> but uh, maybe that should be a uh, a cue. Is it, it? Life is hard enough, you know, just working and family and everything. If if a commercial brings drama to your life, maybe that's not who you should vote for. But you know, politics aside, uh, well, politics you, in Oklahoma is a horror show. Usually, however, you look at it. <laughs> um, but well, uh, you asked the question, James. Ask it to yourself. What what's the movie that kind of kept you awake? Oh dear! Again, it was one that I was probably too young to see. Um, and it, it it probably, if I saw it again, I've never seen it. If I saw it again, it probably would strike me as really, really cheesy. Um, partly because it starred Bradford Dillman. Um, but it was called, I believe, Moon of the Wolf. And it was a it was a werewolf ABC movie of the week. And uh I don't know why, but I I could not sleep after after watching that and and the scenes that come to mind when I think about it now are really kind of laughably bad <laughs> but um but it, it I I I I I had to move like you know stuffed animals out of my line of sight uh I was maybe like 11 um because I didn't want to wake up and then see something figuratively that might have been an animal 
um, in, 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 in the dark. So yeah. how about you, Jimmy? What, what, what's the first horror movie that disturbed your sleep that didn't include Jim Inhofe? <laughs> they always just made me want to grab a pillow and watch more. I was never scared. I mean, I, I loved monster movies growing up. You know, we had the the joy of the plenty scary movie on Channel 8 Friday nights at 1130. Uh, many times you would stay up hoping to see the monster movie. And then because you were in grade school, you were, you know, were out before the monster showed up. And then you hated yourself in the morning. Uh, my my mother uh, took me to Young Frankenstein. She hated she hates monster movies. But she took me to Young Frankenstein, dreading it, and was really pleasantly surprised that Young Frankenstein was not really scary at all. I, I my own mother is the same way. She 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 doesn't want to watch any. She she won't watch anything that makes her nervous. Um, hmm. Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds unnerved her apparently at a, at a, at a, at an impressionable age. Mm -hmm. But I I remember. Um, watching Halloween. Um, it was it, it it was on on TV. For, I think for the first time, and my mother uh, watched it with me, which surprised me. And there is the the final scene where the you know the doctor shoots Michael Myers. Oh, spoiler alert! Well, really? come on. <laughs> it's um, only been 40 years, you know. It's only been 40 years. Yeah. But anyway, okay, I'll just say that I'll say that the, the final fate of the monster made her go, okay, I'll be able to sleep now because I know it's made up. Mm -hmm. huh. And so that was her uh as as long as it remained vaguely in the realm of possibility, it uh it 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 it, it upset her greatly. And so Hmm. Um, and, I thought of my movie. Okay, okay. what was it? <laughs> well, the first thing that came to mind that made me laugh isn't actually a movie, but it was the thriller music video. <laughs> when okay. I saw that at a really young age, that scared me so badly. Uh, but then I was thinking about the first movie that I saw, and I think I was maybe 10 or 11, and I saw this movie called Insidious. Have you guys seen that one or heard of I've it? I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Yeah, it's just one of those classic, you know, family moves into a new house and then turns out it's haunted by some demon and they have to call in these mediums to try to extract the demon from the house and like everything just goes crazy. And I just remember being so afraid to go to sleep after that because I lived or I grew up in a really kind of old house that made a lot of scary sounds and I was just really paranoid but then I watched it again like two years ago and I just couldn't stop laughing it's not a very good movie <laughs> tv movies used to be legitimately scary like as scary as anything you would see at the cinema well the night uh, stalker was a scary movie I mean night stalker don't be afraid of the dark uh trilogy of terror with that little zuni doll that uh attacks Karen Black I mean, the TV used to scare the crap out of you without you even going to the movie theater. That that's true, and 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 the the yeah trilogy of terror is based on stories by Richard Matheson, mm -hmm. who wrote um, uh, the Incredible Shrieking Man and uh, um, I Am Legend and Hell House, uh, which is which is a rough go. Um, I wasn't. 
I wasn't as um, taken with the film version of that um, because it, it was made at a time that it couldn't go as far as the book does in mm. some of the things that happened to the the people in the house. But uh, yeah, seek out uh, well seek out anything by Richard Matheson. He, he's he's worth he, he's, he's, he's definitely I'm, worth reading. I'm, I'm grabbing a visual aid while you and Grace talk for a second. Oh, grab a visual aid. Well, okay. Um, what we were it, it, you mentioned that Insidious was 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 the one that kept the first one to keep you awake. Do you have a um, a favorite horror movie that maybe most people aren't aren't all that aware of? I do. Yeah, I was thinking about this, and the one I came up with was called As Above, So Below. Have you heard of that one? No, I have not. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people saw it. I don't know how I even came across it. It came out in like 2014, I think. And it's basically, um, it's like a found footage type documentary, kind of like Blair Witch Project. But it's these explorers who are going into the catacombs of Paris underground, um, looking for some sort of like, I think it's called like the philosopher's stone, like they're looking for some special stone. And then they realize as they get further and further down into the catacombs that they're actually entering like the seven rings of hell. <laughs> so like as they go deeper, deeper, it gets scarier and scarier. They kind of have to defeat all these scary characters as they go deeper. Um, and yeah, I think it's, I don't think it did very well at the box office. And I don't think a lot of people saw it, but it's definitely very entertaining. And I kind of like the, the, the setting I think is cool. It's different than most like horror movies that would take place like in a house or something like that. How about you, Jimmy? Well, I don't know if this is lesser known, but this is mine. This is my favorite. Is, okay. Uh, I'm uh, not surprised. Peter Fonda, War Notes, uh, Laura Parker from Dark Shadows, and Hot Lips from MASH are on vacation. Race with the Devil, a Winnebago vacation. They park the Winnebago. Uh, at nighttime across the creek, they, they see uh, unintentionally a human sacrifice of this cult type people and then the race is on it's literally the race with the devil as these cultists uh chase them across texas it was filmed around san antonio but uh it, i don't know if it's so much scary it's just more of a suspenseful type thriller and it has an ending very much like the birds in that the ending happens you like what the heck like that's it the birds are just gonna sit there but uh I love it. I saw it three nights in a row at the movie theater when it came out. I've seen it a hundred times since then. It's it's my scary movie. Kevin Smith loves it. The filmmaker Kevin Smith. Well, I and I saw it. I saw it soon after it opened in at at, at I believe the old Annex Seven Theater, and uh, and I agree. It is a it is a good sharp thriller. Um, with some kind of supernatural overtones because uh, they they it creates such a wonderful aura of paranoia because they keep running into people that they're not sure right are they part of this cult that you mentioned or are they just a little um, leery of outsiders coming in but uh, yeah it does it. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know that I, I would agree that the that the ending is quite as ambiguous as the birds, but it does, it does leave some things unanswered. I, we, sure. we do know that. So, but uh, what's uh, your lesser known movie, James? Oh Lord, um, probably burnt offerings. Hmm. Um, came out in the 70s based on a novel by Robert Morosco, who wrote um, a great play called Child's Play about violence in a Catholic boarding school that, uh, um, or Catholic school that, that has some supernatural overtones. Um, Burn Offerings is, 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 it's kind of a consumer horror movie it's about a family of three um who are wanting to get out of new york city for the summer and they find uh, an offer for a house in you know, rural new england and they they it, it's incredibly cheap it's a gigantic place all they have to do is make sure that that, that that the, the owner's mother uh, lives in a, in a room at the, in the top floor. All they need to do is make sure she gets her meals uh, three times a day. They will just have to leave them outside her door, you know, and knock. Yeah, and, you know. I'm out. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> and it is, it gets increasingly unnerving. The, 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 they do a good job of, of of adapting the book, and they, it, they actually amp it up. Um, Dan Curtis, who I think was involved with the Night Stalker, he was involved with this one, mm -hmm. and um, and as um, their time, their summer goes on, and the creepiness starts getting really creepy, and then uh, it's it's. I, I I I enjoyed it. it it's not I, I would not call it a great movie, but it's a very very good uh, horror film. Um, and uh, also, the book itself is 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 worth seeking out. I wish he had written more. So we have an interview with Alice Cooper next week because he's coming to Hard Rock a couple of days before Halloween, and mm -hmm. I ask him his favorite horror movie, and the answer I thought was very surprising. And I guess people can find out what that is on Wednesday of next week. Okay. Some, so, 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 something tells me it's not Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. <laughs> <laughs> he did say, though, that, that probably the scariest, not his favorite scary movie, but the scariest movie of, of all time is The Exorcist. It's like, yeah, you know, you know, pretty, pretty creepy. But yeah. I have a passion for the old universal black and white monster movies, especially The Invisible Man. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have a 30 pack of all 30 black and white universal monster movies every october my son and i swear we're going to watch them all and rank them and we get to like through about two of them and then we were too busy and we can't go on so we watched the wolfman the other night with lon change jr that's still cool yeah when you when you get when you get down to jesse james meets the wolfman or something you know that's kind of I don't even know if that was universal, but yeah, we, we, when they're going for that, you know, it's kind of like, yeah. Abbott and Costello met all those fellas, you know. That's true. That's yeah. true. And 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 
and they were they they probably obviously they 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 were better than Buffy the Vampire Slayer because whoever heard of those monsters after they met up with Abbott and Costello? I mean, really. Grace, your favorite Halloween costume of all time is? Ooh, good question. Um, Are you asking that she has seen or that she has worn? That, that she has worn. Okay. I think probably my Halloween costume two years ago was probably the best because I went as Stevie Nicks and I think I really pulled it off. Um, I had my hair kind of done up like her. I had like the black lace fingerless gloves and like a long flowy white dress and a tambourine that I carried around all night. So and a white winged dove. <laughs> what? And a white winged dove, you know. Yes, uh, and white winged dove right there on my shoulder. This is two weeks in a row she's mentioned Stevie Nicks. I feel like there's a trend working here. I see, I see a trend coming. I love her so much. <laughs> <laughs> James, favorite Halloween costume of yours? Probably my Stevie Nicks costume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and my Lindsay Buckingham costume. There too. you go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to I, I I'm trying to think the last time I actually dressed up in for Halloween. Um I can't I I I honestly I honestly I I, I don't remember. Hmm. I think I think I well I, I okay I, I tell a lie. It was a uh probably high school and I couldn't think of anything to wear. And so I put on a raincoat with a belt, borrowed a hat from my dad, put on some sunglasses and picked up a, a, a toy Tommy gun and went as a gangster. And that was about it. I mean, that, that's about as far that's about as far as I've I, I, I've got them. How about how about you, Jimmy? Evil Knievel, far and away, you know. <laughs> did you have did did you have the version that has the inflatable motorcycle? No, I just had the uh, the white pants and the you know red, white, and blue shirt and a and a little you know swagger stick like he had. It was big time. That's amazing. <laughs> oh dear. When was the last time you remember going out trick or treating? Yesterday. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Well, I've, I've gone with my children, but obviously not for myself since in a blue moon. I don't know if Stevie. Well, obviously, I mean, you, when the kids come back, you know, then you go, kids, I need to look through this stuff, make sure it's safe. <laughs> so, but, okay. All right. Well, um, we mentioned that we have Alice Cooper coming up. Uh, wh what do you have coming up for this week, uh, Grace? Um, not this week, but probably early next week, I'll have another interview with Nathan Wright of Count Tutu, um, the third release of his solo project that he's doing, where he releases a new song and music video every six weeks for a year. Um, this music video was animated as opposed to the other music videos, which are just kind of depict Nathan doing things about Tulsa. This one is like an animated short film, so it'll be really cool to see that, and that'll be posted on our website too, so. Okay. All right. Well, we have an interview with uh, Allegra DeVita, who is uh, starring in Tulsa Opera's production of uh, The Italian Girl in Algiers. Um, she was seen, um, uh, she was part of the cast of uh, Tulsa Opera's Baseball Rigoletto that they did at, at, at One Oak during the pandemic. And this is a, very much a change of pace for her. This is a comedy. And, um, but 
she she will be very good in that. We'll have an interview with her. And if you get hungry, uh, where you have a review of the chalkboard, uh, which has been around since 1976, but um, recently has changed ownership. Uh, the chef is the same, Chef uh, Daniel Gibb. And we just go to make sure that uh, it's as good as it's always been. So check for that and more uh, in your uh, Tulsa world, available at find new sellers everywhere and online at tulsaworld.com. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that that covers our section of the waterfront for this week. On behalf of uh, my colleagues, Miss Wood and Mr. Trammell, uh, we wish you a pleasant good day and a wonderful tomorrow. Behave. Bye.